Selena, what would you do if we were, if I was at work and you, and, and you came and visited me and one of my coworkers, a lady, got her lady fingers all over, <laughs> all over my, my, my shoulder, give her kind on of a, my arm. I'd probably give her kind of a funny look. And if she kept going, well, watch out, lady. <laughs> okay. We're going to talk about that today. Yeah. If in that instance, we have we had a, a, a listener write in with that question. We're kind of making a joke out of it right now, but it's a very serious question. How, where do those boundaries lie? How do you address boundaries if you feel like they've been breached? How do you know if they've been breached? Yeah, how do you address it with your spouse? And then how do you address yeah. it with the person if they don't have the same values as you? Uh, how, do you <laughs> how do you go about that without, you know? Yeah, so we're calling this episode Hands Off My Husband. Of course, it's Selena's the one saying that. <laughs> Hands Off My Husband. So we'll see you on the other side. <laughs> I have to say that I've really been enjoying getting these questions that we've gotten in the last couple of weeks, I think. Yeah. Uh, they're very timely. I think other people are kind of wondering, they always get down to a core issue of what people are actually wondering about. Uh, this instance, we'll read through the question that uh, Amy sent in and we will talk about it because it does hold a lot of, I think, deeper questions, foundational mm-hmm. questions uh, that couples should be aware of and should be thinking about how do we discern through these things? Yeah. How do we, you know, implement these boundaries? But before we do that, I'm Ryan. This is my lovely wife, Selena. We are the Fredericks. We are all things fierce on the internet, fierce marriage, fierce parenting, the fierce family. If you're a YouTube person, uh, we'd love to have your subscription there. We're almost to 10,000 oh on YouTube. Seems yeah. like a lot to me. Well, it does. <laughs> I know we were at like, we were at like five when we started the, earlier this year. So wow. it's doubled in the year. Praise I think. God. So yeah, go give us your subscription there. We'd really enjoy that. If you're watching this, hit that subscribe button. Um, yeah, we, we answer these questions periodically, um, and we've done almost 300 episodes oh of my. the Fierce Marriage Podcast. Yeah. Only about the last uh, 50 or so of those have been recorded on video. Uh, so we've covered a lot of topics. So we we really do look to our audience to ask questions that are going to be relevant to you that maybe we haven't covered in the past or yeah. haven't taken a certain angle on it. So if you want to ask a question, we have a really easy way for you to do that. Just go to fiercemarriage.com slash ask. That's A-S-K. Uh, you can either text it in. You can call it in mm-hmm. if you want to be fancy about it because calling used to be a thing. <laughs> Uh, nobody fancy. hardly ever leaves voicemails anymore. Uh, you can you can leave a voicemail. You can text that number at that at that page, or you can actually do an internet form, which is the most common way people do it. You just fill yeah. it out on your phone or on your computer. It's fiercemarriage.com/ask. You can also suggest topic ideas. Generally speaking, you don't have to have an exact question. Mm-hmm. You can say, "Hey, can you talk about this thing?" Um, and so that that gives us some some uh, content fodder as we work hard to put these episodes together to make them relevant to you and obviously very biblical. Yeah. So. All right, I am going to read this question from Amy, and then we're going to kind of break it down, Uh, some observations, some questions we would have in the situation, and then some scripture and tangible ways to move forward in this awkward instance. So Amy says, how as a Christian woman should you handle it if another woman touches your husband in front of you? A woman at my husband's work puts her hand on my husband's shoulder and arm in a way that I find inappropriate. I do not feel my husband's body language or interaction invited this behavior. The lack of boundaries in general in society is hard to navigate. Should you say something in the moment? Should I let my husband say something? Uh, My husband understood my discomfort and said he would feel the same way. What are some ways to handle these uncomfortable social situations and make sure boundaries are clear? 
Good questions. Good questions. So when I read this question to Selena the first time, she, I didn't get to the first sentence. She's like, "Oh, I'm going to smack that woman in the face." <laughs> Just punch her in the just face. Turn into is, an assault charge. No, uh, jokingly, but also <laughs> was hands it off, hands off, lady. This is why it's salty and sweet. Oh, what a treat! There's you can't have the sweet without a little bit of salt sprinkled in here and there. That's what I'm saying. So a few observations about this question. You're my salted caramel bride. Oh my goodness. Okay. <laughs> Moving forward, how does a Christian woman handle this? I like that she identified and said, not just how do you handle this, but as a Christian, as a wife, as a woman of God, how do I handle this with most likely an unbeliever, right? And someone who does not hold the same uh, moral values as you. Hmm. Uh, Because obviously smacking someone in the face is not a good Christian thing to do. (laughs) Why did you say it? (laughs) It was an off-the-cuff reaction. That's good. I'm glad that you say that because there's two ditches on the side of this road. The first one is like, you say, why are you spending a whole podcast episode talking about this woman who just maybe nonchalantly touched your husband's shoulder, right? No big deal. Move Shoulder on and life. arm. Okay. There's only two ways to do this. <laughs> like this and like this. <laughs> okay. okay. Too much touching already. Yeah. And so that's on one end of it. And and so you say, why, why are you so prudish? And sure. on the other end of that, you, you get so defensive about it that now all of a sudden you're alienating yourself from any sort of like and you become just the the office like uh uh, sexual harassment police it's like i don't like the way cindy looked at me made me uncomfortable because i want to guard my marriage and it's like well okay no one wants to fault you for guarding your marriage scott (laughs) whatever your name is and so but just can you just not be such a you know, uptight person about it. We, we will help you in this, but it's right. making it awkward for everyone else. So there's like a spectrum here. Yeah. And we have to actually discern. And I'm not advocating like, it's okay see. to kind of kind of touch everyone. That's not what I'm trying to say. <laughs> no. But, no. But how you respond to it can create one or some, something. Yeah. In the how, you res- how you respond can either uh, maybe invite somebody into a conversation about the Lord or not or you know a conversation about respect a conversation about like your marriage and your covenant and how much you love one another and how that is just such an important thing to you right i think that's a a different conversation um it's it's people don't hear that i think quite as often as we think so again (laughs) how does a christian woman handle this i love that she said that uh how does a a christian man also in light of this how does a christian handle this situation Yes. Um, clearly, there's an understanding, I think, of this, you know, we're made in God's image. Uh, she wants to handle it with care, but with clarity. Um, we always say here, at least I've heard it said, that clarity is kindness. And so how can we be clear? Um, mm. There might have to be some awkwardness that comes from right. the other person if you are being clear. But I think, again, it's only when you have that clarity, you can then move forward uh, with a better relationship, right? And so... I love that her husband, again, these are observations about this uh, this question, and then we'll kind of ask some questions that I'm sure the listeners and viewers are having themselves. Um, yeah. Clearly, the husband understands and wants to honor his wife. Uh, I really like that she wrote that in there because yes. the fact that that made it into this question tells me that there's probably a lot more of that that happened than, than didn't make it into the question because it yes. would have been really easy for him to say, you're just you're blown out of proportion. It's yeah. fine. She wouldn't mean anything by it. Just forget about it. But instead, he's acknowledging. Right. Yeah, you're right. That was awkward, and I get how you would feel that way. And yeah, I'd feel the same way if another. I would feel the same way. Coworker did that to you. How do we deal with this? Right. I think that's really cool. So kudos to that husband for responding that way. And right. Understanding. Um, just 
I think acknowledging the lack of boundaries within society, within the workplace, right? Again, you're dealing with people who don't share the same, assuming you aren't, you're dealing with people who don't always share the same values. Again, we have different upbringings, we have different moral standards. Again, yeah. maybe she is a touchy feely person, but does that make it okay for her to touchy feely whoever she wants? No. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, because I could even see this happening at a church, to be honest. Oh, for sure, absolutely. I think it happens all the time because yeah. church people are always like, "Oh, hey, babe, hey, friend," you know, like they're always hugging. <laughs> what kind of church not, are you hanging out well, at? Well, not my church, but uh, we've got some standards. No, I'm kidding. But you know, it's just kind of how that goes. It's just, sometimes. It's, it's just the like culture. a yeah, it's a culture. Yeah, and it could be even just a family culture thing. Right. If, if a woman comes from the like we're in the Northwest, people are not like people in the South. Also, to sell to say that, right? In what way? In that, like hospitality is not the default up here. I don't feel like okay. You know, culturally speaking, it's more of like arms arms length. Sure. And so, if you have someone from the South comes up and. My caricature of the Southern person is they're just like super friendly, like in your space, but in a good way and like offering you food and coming, you know, inviting you into their house and giving you a hug when you didn't want one. <laughs> um, and I know that's just a... That's a, on you though. A, you should a, want a hug from a nice Southern person. I always do. <laughs> I will always take a hug. I'll give hugs, hugs too. Remember that woman that wandered into our yard off the off the street? Yes, but she was not mentally stable. And she goes, give, give me a hug. And I was like, okay. <laughs> How dare I you? Gave her up. You were standing you. right there. You were standing right there. I know. She was, yes. <laughs> So there are tangible, there are tangible ways to handle this, and we're going to get into that in a moment. Um, I think it's threefold. You handle it, of course, in the moment, but you can only handle it in the moment if you've dealt with it prior yeah. to the moment, right? You've had conversations with your spouse, uh, and then there's going to be some aftermath that you probably need to deal with. So again, there's some questions that you have to consider. I think that will determine mm. or dictate your response. Uh, the first one being, at least for me, was: Is this a consistent behavior from this woman? Um, is it only to Amy's husband, the person who wrote in, or is it to every man in the office or is it to every person in the office? Again, is she just kind of a touchy feely person? And yeah. how, how, well, either way, I think this, it made her un- uncomfortable, it made Amy uncomfortable, which means I'm not I, questioning that, but if she, if it's been a one time yeah. thing, I think I would say, okay, yes, that made me feel uncomfortable. Please, if it happens again, like let this be our yeah. course of action. Yeah, I think right, that's exactly it. And, and regardless of whether she's touchy-feely with everyone or with every guy or just with Amy's husband, the the difference for me is, is it ongoing or is it a one-off thing? Right, like because if it's ongoing, then you have to get yeah, things yeah. like H&R, HR involved. Uh, you can, uh, As well, a man, you I, can't. Yeah, I would recommend if yeah, if you're part of an organization, you would yeah, get well, especially as a man, because it can go so it can go sour so quickly for a guy. I think that if a woman uh, wants to misconstrue something, she she very easily could in the workplace, and so yeah. And his, the odds are not in, in the man's, in the man's failure, favor. Yeah, um, in this case, yeah. So, but if it's a one-off, then you just you kind of deal with it. Yeah. And you say that. Yeah, that you're right. That was that was awkward. Why was it awkward? Well, okay, okay, we, that's worth talking about. Yeah. yeah. Why was it awkward? Um, because no one really gets to like touch you like that except me. And so that's kind of an exclusive, that's a distinctive of our own relationship is what I feel like this wife is probably feeling. Sure. This is not something that everybody, it's not a handshake, right? It's <laughs> yeah. And so in that instance, I could see it if, if we were in these this couple's shoes, I would say, I agree with you. We're in 100% in agreement. I will do what it takes to make sure it doesn't happen again. Right. Um, if it doesn't happen again, then I'm, I'm not going to say anything because right. I feel like it's done. Right. But if it starts to happen again, then I'm gonna I'm gonna say, uh, see that's where you'd have to just read the situation. I can either say in the moment, 
you had you mentioned the way to, to, to diffuse it right then and there is when she's touching your shoulder. Just look, just look at her hand <laughs> on your shoulder awkwardly. Well, you can get, you can use body language and, and not say a thing. And just look at it and don't say a thing and then look at her with your eyebrows up like, I, I excuse have, me, what are right, you doing? Get I, your hands off of me. There have been many moments where I have learned many lessons just through somebody's body language. Not yep. in those kind of types of instances, but a joke. When we were first dating, Ryan's parents oh, took us to, was this face needle? I don't know that we've ever been there together. That was one of our first dates. Your parents took us. <laughs> it's all a blur. You were supposed to take someone else and they didn't want to go, remember? I don't remember this. <gasps> oh my goodness. I was Twitter-pated. Give me a break. Okay, so anyways, we're dressed up in the back of his parents' car. They're driving us because I think we were like not even, we're newly drivers, new drivers. Driving the city, just something we weren't allowed to do yet. And we were holding, he grabbed my hand in the back seat, so we're holding hands. His dad turns around and like stares at our hands and then looks like up at me. He looks up at Ryan, stares you down with like daggers. I think you let go of my hand in the back of the car because he was just like, what is going on here? That's and so, just my dad to a T though. It's, well, but he, what I'm saying is that he illustrates the point of you can use body language yeah. uh, and not be offensive and not say anything, but make your, make make it clear that this is unwelcome. Yeah. <laughs> So. I just think you could also just be, be hilariously awkward about it. You like, could be. You could be. As soon as she be. touches your shoulders, be like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> just like, or like fall to the ground. <laughs> or just do well, anything. Well, that was, that's, I mean, those are some of the tangible things that we're talking about. Not that falling to the ground. But, but you could, you yeah. could, clearly you could walk away. Or if, you know, if you're like a friend shirt, of that shirt, woman like coworker, help, help a guy out, like grab the woman and like, hey, come over here. I want to show you something. You know, there's, there's just ways that you can just diffuse that whole thing yeah. and if you're in a professional environment like I, you probably have a few ideas on how you'd be able to handle that, that appropriately <laughs> yes and if it comes down to it then yeah getting hr involved yeah uh, i the, certainly would not have any private conversations about this no. I, would, I would want them to be on record at least maybe in the cubicle space yes, if that's where you're at or absolutely in a common area well and what's yeah. you know you mentioned too what's the dynamic is it like coworker, coworker? is it superior is, she's, yeah. is she the superior? It gets tricky. Where I, it feels, yeah. Because then you're like, okay, so I've confronted Cindy about touching my shoulder, and now she's giving Cindy. me... She, <laughs> sin is in her name. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> and, and now she's, make, <clears throat> she's making my job terrible because... Right. I poison, you know, she thinks I poison the water and I'm not a team player and she's, you, you know, whatever. Again, this is what makes the dynamic of at work different, you know, and, yeah. and more challenging because of the the lack of values mm. um, and how people approach different situations and conflict. So uh, what is your standard of, of operating procedure? Again, this is something that should be determined before. Yeah. I want to make a note here because I it, it could be tempting to say to Cindy, listen, Cindy, my wife doesn't like it when you do that. That's not the thing to say. Because <laughs> that's just putting the blame on your wife. Right. It's separating you from the discomfort, from right. the displeasure. And so I would say, it, however you go, come about the actual conversation, right? That's for you to figure out. Uh, something to the effect of, this feels awkward to me when you touch me in this way, namely because it feels like it's dishonoring my wife and it's dishonoring our marriage. Mm. I love my wife. And I don't ever want to, you know, hint otherwise to myself, to you, yeah. to her, to anyone. Yeah. I love her. And so please, if you could, I'd appreciate if you would just honor my marriage, honor this if request. If you could, no. I want to invite you in to honoring my marriage and my okay. wife, right? Yeah. Yeah. I want to invite you, you in. And that's could. like, would these conversations actually ever happen? And, you know, that's, I could see it happening. It would probably be really uncomfortable. 
and that's okay. Like you got to have uncomfortable conversations sometimes. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I like that 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 language because it's not us versus it is us versus you, but it isn't. It, it isn't it, my wife, it says, and I'm the middleman communicating right. this to you. And you know what? Yeah, you don't 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 want to use your spouse you a, as a scapegoat yeah. for the hard conversation. No divided front. You are one, right? Yep. And it's in the name of your un- unity that right. you can go to battle. Right. So using wisdom, uh, understanding that you know there's a way, there's a time and a place, there's a way to address this. Again, if it's ongoing, if it's a one-off, take it as a lesson and and figure out okay where are our boundaries mm. where have we failed how can we you know be stronger about this and have a united front but also you know being forthright with the truth about our covenant in christ i don't think we need to back away as christians saying like this yeah. is what we believe this is what we value um just for the sake of you know not making someone else feel awkward uh, they're the ones that started the awkwardness so if somebody if a guy was touching you like that and i caught wind of it from you most likely <laughs> Right. I would make his life very awkward as yeah, quickly as I could. I'm sure. Hey, hey, Scott. I heard you like to touch my wife's shoulder. <laughs> Let's talk about that. Oh my goodness. Uh, uh, if you like your fingers okay. not being broken. So, uh, <laughs> again, the goal is to walk in the light as as Christ is in the light, right? In every situation, uh, whether it's awkward or not, we need to. We are called to be salt and light. And so how do we deal with the situation tangibly besides falling over or acting really awkward if someone's touching us that we don't want to be touched by or making it awkward for our spouse? Uh, The first one I said was like, kind of walk away or step back, kind of out of reach. There's always, you know, an excuse to go to the watering hole. I don't know, get coffee or, you know, I don't know what the situation was. She's at his work seeing this happen. So I I, I don't know. I just, I think I assumed it was like a office party or something like that, but maybe not. you know, just get some space. Uh, call somebody else into the conversation if it's just the two of you, right? Uh, call someone in. Uh, you know what occurs to me is the um, the episode of The Office when Jim he's on the business trip in, in Florida. Oh yeah, and, no, for uh, sure. <laughs> and that girl comes in because she's just crushing on him, and, she's, and he is married she, at that point. She's trying to seduce, like actively trying to seduce yeah, him, and the, yeah. the lengths he goes to <laughs> to avoid it. The bed bugs. Yes. He calls so Dwight in. It's so good. Um, go to the links. Go to the links. Like, I, I, I'm very much on the prudish side of this. Like, Absolutely. Like, don't leave it's, any crack in that door, crack in that foundation. Just avoid it like right, the plague. Right. And uh, it's okay. Do that with confidence. Don't feel yeah. like you're being, you know, you're being uptight. Like, no, you know, I think. It's worth it. I think in this day and age, like the more you can value each other in your covenant uh, outwardly, and other people can see that that truth that you really are living out uh, God's purpose and design for marriage, uh, the more order they will see. And yeah, they probably will get offended, but God, Jesus says they, they'll they hate you because they hated me first, right? And so- It'll seem foolish to them that it you're, will. Being, you're, you're bringing this up or you're making a big deal out of it. It'll seem foolish. Uh, don't buy that lie. Yeah. It's not foolish. It's not foolish. No. So um, again, discussing your boundaries ahead of time. Maybe this was a one-off and this was just a, oh, we need to talk about this. This made me feel this way. Why did it make you feel this way? Uh, You and your spouse need to discern and discuss those types of things together as kind of general rules of thumb. Uh, Ryan and I don't really hug other people, people of the opposite sex. Uh, We don't usually even touch them unless it's like a handshake. Uh, If you've been our friend for anywhere upward of like five years or something, then you might get a hug. Um, (laughs) I think that's just a function of 
like me feeling awkward about hugs all of a sudden. I don't know. I, I like hugs. Like I mentioned with that lady that walked in, she clearly needed like to be assured of something, but like just saying hello and goodbye to friends to me is right. a different category. Right. And, uh, we don't have like a hard and fast rule about it. It's just we just don't though. Like we have, we yeah. I will give a side hug to somebody if they want, a, you know, a hug. If they're going in for it, you know, I'll kind of go in for it like that way. But I, I'm not. Not me though. I get front hugs only. You do. Me and you. Yes, but sorry, <laughs> I, I thought you were saying you. you give front hugs to people, and I was no. like, I'm sorry, you're just ruining this conversation <laughs> completely. No. This is not where we're I'm going. About hugging you. Yes. Uh, There was one article I wanted to mention briefly. It was on Focus on the Family, uh, and it talked about setting godly boundaries uh, in marriage. And they had a little chart in here. It's just just defining what a boundary is, right? It's it's a limit, but it's it's boundaries wrapped in God's love is what it talks about. Um, So the boundary, like in Ephesians 5, 3, no coarse joking, not a hint of sexual immorality. Um, and then, you know, that's so that's the boundary. But God's love in this is to be imitators of God, therefore, as dearly loved children and live a life of love, right? So we have this boundary, not just to ruin your fun or to make you seem, seem like you're a prude, but because you are loved by God and you are purposed for uh, a ref- being a, 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 a reflection and a, a glory unto him uh, within mm. your marriage. And so treating a boundary they said here treat younger men as brothers and younger women as sisters with absolute purity this is in first timothy 5 uh god's love watch your life and your doctrine closely save both yourself and your hearers another one in first timothy 4 16. um and then the bound another boundary keeps the marriage bed pure hebrews 13 4 uh hebrews 13 1 says keep on loving each other as brothers so that's god's love so you have this boundary of keeping the marriage bed pure but showing god's love Keep, keep on loving one another as brothers in Christ, right? And so, again, just understanding the difference between what a boundary is, it is a limit, but it's wrapped in God's love. It's not just rules. I mean, it's not, we're not in the Old Testament anymore. It's not just these laws and these rules that you have to keep in order to stay in God's favor because Christ came, right? And so now we have these rules or these boundaries so that we can thrive in our mm-hmm. marriage not just for us. We don't just want a fierce marriage to be fierce. The oath, We want it to be a, a bright reflection of, of God, of his glory, of yeah. Christ and his church and the bride. So hopefully that makes a little bit of sense I'm here. reading um, J.C. Ryle right now, uh, Thoughts for Young Men. Oh, yeah. And he in, he's talking about, in the, end, he's, he, in the end of it, toward the end, he's giving young men um, like imperatives, advice. And he basically, the first thing he says is, give an, uh, sin no occasion in your life. Don't let any sin go unt- untended, unmortified okay. in your life. Okay. And what he said, I mean, this book is, um, it's just power packed, but he goes, for it, once the needle, once the needle pokes the hole, it pulls the entire thread through. Mm. And it's like, sometimes we treat those needle pokes like they're nothing. We don't realize what's attached to that. And it so pulls good. the entire thread through. And he obviously talked about, um, the leaven working its way throughout the entire loaf, mm-hmm. that whole thing. And so, yeah, I, it's amazing to me how we've casualized, is that even a word? I'll say it's a word. We've, we've casualized sin. We've not mortified it. Yeah. But we've made it so casual. Like our culture is so, we're so uh, used to it. That familiar? Familiar with it that in many other cultures throughout the world, like any sort of contact between a man and a woman would have been, uh, 
very, very platonic, very transactional and almost taboo. Right. Um, and but now it's like, you know, we're just with everything that feminism has unearthed. Right in our society, that 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 there shouldn't be any distinction. Right, of course, we don't agree with that. We think there are distinctions distinctions between the sexes, and that yeah. they're beautiful ones, and they're yeah. complementary yeah. distinctions, and and that's God's design, both in terms of form and function. Yeah. Um, but the feminist kind of narrative is that no, there are there are no meaningful distinctions between, mm-hmm. and so that's in the workplace. That come that's in how a woman asserts herself. That's in how a man. You know, is uh, is submissive in a way right. to these sorts of advances, and and I'm saying all this just to kind of remind us that like remember exactly like why we guard against the tiny things right. because it's it's the tiny things that are the occasions and they're the building blocks for the the big things, right. and so uh, we we want to be guarded. And again, like you said, I loved it. It's not just so we can have a better marriage, so we can be happier. It's because this thing, this marriage, is a beautiful cathedral unto God this glory and we have stepped into it something that he created that we might glorify him even more and yeah. that's what's at stake it's the glory of God it's the, it's the uh, it's, it's the good of our union it's the good of our children there's yeah. so much at stake and it's worth taking the, taking the time to have these conversations right. about seemingly small things because as you as you unpack you realize nothing's really as small as you think right um, so, so thanks for that question Amy I think that was a really a really great question especially if you as a wife feel something in your gut then you need to obviously bring it to your husband and um, maybe take it further so and it sounds like she has and, yeah. I, and I would just say keep having those conversations and yeah. um, you know act uh, act wisely and act decisively yeah. um, and prayerfully um, if you hear us talk about the glory of Christ and you don't know exactly what that means we always like to end with an invitation um, the gospel is the best news you'll ever hear. Mm-hmm. And, and it's basically this, that you are a worse sinner than you ever imagined, but Jesus is better than you could ever hope for. And he is calling you into relationship with him because of the sacrifice that he gave, mm-hmm. right? You'd mentioned the God of the Old Testament. We're reading through like the grittiest parts of the Old Testament right, right. now, all the wars. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of death. There's a lot of sin. There's a lot of running away from God and, and being cursed as a result and dealing with the wrath of God being poured out on the people. And I'm, we deserve that. And I'm just reminded, like, yeah. ha- without Christ, that is me. That is me. I am. I deserve that same wrath, that same unscrupulous uh, <laughs> uh, treatment. Yeah. And but, but Jesus came hmm. as the man foretold for for thousands of years, yeah. um, starting in, even in the in the garden, so that the wrath of God wouldn't just be set aside; the wrath of God would be quenched. Yeah. It would be qu- satisfied, not set aside, satisfied. How's yeah. that? That'll tweet. <laughs> satisfied because we, so that I don't have to bear the wrath of God. Mm-hmm. Instead, I can bear the blessing that Christ won, and that is life, because Christ did not just satisfy God's wrath for my sin, but he has imparted unto me his own righteousness so that God doesn't just see me at a zero balance, but he sees me brought up to zero, and then now I am covered mm-hmm. and clothed with the righteousness of Christ, Praise the perfect God-man. God that's what it means to be a Christian, is to put your faith in Christ, in that man who is fully God, yeah. fully man. And so if you want to take a, a step down that path, uh, we have a website for you, thenewsisgood.com. We encourage you to check that out. Let's pray. Father God, thank you for um, marriage. Thank you for the gift it is to have a wife. Thank you for the gift it is to uh, be married to her. Thank you for the gift it is to defend her, to defend our union, and that you've given us the faculties and the wisdom to do that. I pray for couples that maybe be struggling with establishing these boundaries that might seem small. I pray you give them wisdom, help them to see it clearly, 
Help them to act decisively, wisely, and at your leading, Holy Spirit. We pray that it would be for the good of their union and be for the glory of your Son, so that we might be a light unto this world that needs you desperately. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you for sticking around. If you're still watching, listening to this, we would be honored, grateful, elated if you would partner with us. Um, And that's one of the main reasons that God has allowed us to continue Mm -hmm. doing this work. He has been gracious through the people that he has led to partner with us. If that's you, if you feel led, um, it doesn't have to be a lot. And we actually give you books and rings, and I have these silicone rings. You, you're, you're not wearing yours because your, your fingers have been My swollen. My fingers are fat. <laughs> swollen. <know>. Fat. <laughs> um, and so if you want to partner with us, go to fiercemarriage.com slash partner. And there are some freebies there. Uh, we just ask that you pray about it. Yeah. And if you pray about it and the Lord leads you, then take that step with us. We'd be honored. Um, but with that said, this episode of Fierce Marriage is... And we can. And we'll see you again in about seven days. Until next time. Stay 